in a moment of perfect synchronicity, what, 20 buxom women lean out of every open... 20 every, rewards. Yeah, 20 them. rewards. Lean out, of, <laughs> lean out of every orifice. By orifice, I mean window. <laughs> a window is an orifice, no? It's an opening. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's a, but... It's a vehicular orifice. Yeah, a vehicular I'll orifice. I'll never be able to look a yeah. window in the eyes again. <laughs> oh, Rasheen, it's getting hot in here. Could you just crack open the orifice? <laughs> Act one, act two, act three, act three. VHS and chill. Hello and welcome back to another week on the podcast formerly known as Reviews from the Closet. That's right, it is Jeffrey Kitt here with some news. We are taking full advantage of this pandemic pandemonium to rebrand. That's right. The podcast from henceforth shall be known as VHS and Chill. Now, there are going to be some growing pains. We admit that fully. Jeff, why are some of the episodes still recalled, still called Reviews from the Closet? Jeff, why is some of the branding off on your Twitter or website? And to you, dear listener, I'd say, get off our back. We're doing our best. For now, enjoy the new brand and enjoy the brand new episode of VHS and Chill. What are we going to do? I got an idea. Go faster! Dumb, a person lacking mental power. What's her last name? I'll look it up. Starts with an S. Slappy. No, Swappy. Nah, maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the... Oh, yeah! It's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. Idiot. An adult mentally inferior to a child of three. Skis, huh? That's right. The years? Uh-huh. Both of them? Yeah. Cool. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello and welcome to another episode of Reviews from the Closet. My name is Roisin Mulligan. I'm what's commonly referred to as a little Irish cherub. And sat beside me is Jeffo, a big Australian bloke. <laughs> Isn't that right? Massive. You are huge. huge. It's because you went to the gym twice in the last week. I've got a body for radio, that's for sure. Friggin' henge. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and the one, the only... Mr. Rudy Davis. I tried to remember your middle name and I couldn't. Oliver. Oliver. Rudy David yeah. Davis. Rod, as we can like to Rod. call you. Rudy Rodrigo Davis. <laughs> I do like to call you Rodriguez behind your back. Rod, and no Rod. one ever knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> who the fuck is Rod? <laughs> you, don't, you don't call Rudy that? Big Rod. <laughs> Big Rod. Big anonymous carbon say, Rod. Uh, Black Rod, the guy that opens Parliament. Black Rod. I, I don't know who that is. Rudy, that's racist. <laughs> we won't have racist. He's opened Parliament for like 500 years. The Black Rod. The inanimate so Black Rod. His name is Black Rod and he bangs um, a rod against the door of Parliament. Oh. Parliament. I'm afraid I'm not familiar you with guys, Black Rod's work. cold culture, right? <laughs> well, I'm sorry we're not all British. <laughs> we don't have that down under. Well, sorry. you've both got your British passports. Well, and it's touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, he's got God, he's good. <laughs> Classic Rod. <laughs> Always backing us into I call a him corner. Black Rod, actually. <laughs> uh, so we are here to discuss... Well, it's the third in our second trilogy. It is. It's uh, the return of the king. Yeah. 
it's the return of the king or the return of the carry return of the gym <laughs> return of the gym <laughs> it's return of the gym carry uh return of the gym carry in this um in another 94 classic screwball comedy can you right? believe that it is a screwball for sure <laughs> it is so wacky it is so out there the font is just quintessential 90s uh it is that chip tooth that chip so 90s which is real yeah. Yeah, Apparently. I've read about it. Yeah, mm. that'd be a good blog. Carrie's chipped fronter, <laughs> like my two cents. <laughs> my Carrie's chipped tooth. Um, um, I, I do want to quickly give you a factoid of '94, please. Um, we've done too many films of '94 to be honest, so we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Demasiado. But I will say, the year end of the Billboard Hot 100 was rounded out at number ten by "Don't Turn Around," Ace of Base. Do you know that one? No. You might know the next one then. Number nine, Ace of Base, All That She Wants. Is this, uh. are all your facts going to be about Ace of Base? Well, no, but this one is because oh, okay. finishing atop of the list is number one, Ace of Base, oh, God. The Sign. Do you remember that one? No. <laughs> I remember You're one of three. I saw the sign. <laughs> I can't remember after that. Uh, any listeners who can write in and validate Jeff by it's, saying... It's true. Yeah, I don't know any of these songs. No. Mm. You don't know All That She Wants. All That She Wants is another baby. Sure. Baby. So that's my admittedly shit fact. Um, Ace of Bass, 94. Well, way to introduce the year, Jeff. <laughs> Was that a bit of a down to start the potty? God, I'm You so, hate your Swedish I'm pop. I'm so depressed. <laughs> All that I want is a better intro. <laughs> Well, pick another year. I'm bloody sick of 94. I think uh, we need to move on. 1857. <laughs> Ace of Base still reigning the charts. <laughs> so on to the title reveal. Speaking of dumb things. Sorry. La- last one. That's okay. Last we one. can segue. Um, the film is... Dumb and Dumber. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas release. A very Christmassy film. Yeah, it is. Of Lloyd Harry and Lloyd. Christmas. Uh, Lloyd Christmas. Oh my Didn't gosh. even. Oh my God. This is a great start this, to podcast. This is so matter. <laughs> well, Rudy, please. I believe you're thrusting for this week. So jump us into Act One of Dumb and Dumber. Act One. Uh, so in the time honored tradition, I'll do a haiku to get us going. <laughs> please do. <laughs> Since last week. <laughs> <coughs> We've done it once. <laughs> Limo driver Lloyd falls in love with Samsonite. No wait, your briefcase. <laughs> that's great that's, yes. can I just say guys loving the haikus you're a fan um, yes I think I am <laughs> okay. usually when I say I love something I'm also a fan <laughs> but it's not a stretch in this case no not a stretch so uh, we get um, Christmas Lloyd Christmas Christmas comes early <laughs> poking his head out of a limo uh, with chip tooth <laughs> and this is probably one of my favourite cold openers <laughs> of a Carey film. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he tries to chat up an Austrian woman on the street, um, mistakes her for Australian. And Jeff, could you do one of the main lines from the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Austria, wow. Why don't you throw another shrimp on the barbie? Because that, like that. that's all they do in Australia, right? Well, Australians are pretty miffed about this because it actually comes from a Paul Hogan ad in the US in the 80s where obviously... The common vernacular for prawn is shrimp, 
So to translate prawn, they had to use shrimp in the ad. And now everyone thinks we bloody eat shrimps. Yeah, I thought that. With Fosters. None of this is true. You eat prawns. We eat prawns with beer. Uh, Oh, that's a world of difference. (laughs) You must be. We have been miscategorized for generations. You must be so frustrated. (laughs) How dare you confuse prawn with shrimp? Yes, How but embarrassing. Um, we do throw them on the barbie. But yeah, this is a classic joke down under. We we quite like this one. You, uh, What I will say about the Australians is you like people making fun of you. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We just like people talking about us. Yeah, you know? I admire that. Yeah. yeah, You don't take yourself seriously. Any news you is good no news. You have no self-respect. <laughs> we have no self-respect. <laughs> That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Austria. Austria? <laughs> well then, <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Let's not. Lloyd uh, Christmas picks up one Mary Swanson from um, a very nice, um, what would you say, like a mansion out yeah. in Providence. So we also get an introduction into Harry as well with a banging song in the background. Oh, yeah. Boom shakalaka. Yes. Can I just say, I'm glad you brought the soundtrack Wind up. Body. <laughs> um, Todd Rundgren is the soundtrack guy. He's like a pretty big figure in the alt-rock scene. My kudos to you, Todd. Um, but fuck, the, the soundtrack here is it's so good. So good. Um, what's that song? This is way later in the film, but it's... Mm, uh, that's the title. Ta- task Crash Dummies. Cra- crash <laughs> Task Dummies. <laughs> Trash cast <laughs> dummies. I'm so nervous. Those... I'm so excited about the soundtrack. I can't even speak. <laughs> Those aren't even words. <laughs> yeah, you know trash cast dummies. <laughs> but that is a great song. That's oh, but it only With the plays correct for title. a moment. Yeah, we're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead, but overall, great, great really soundtrack. Good soundtrack. And can I just also say, and I didn't actually realize this until later viewings, but. Most of the films by the Farrelly brothers are in Rhode Island, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. So you've got me, myself, uh, and Irene. That's there. That's um, where they're sorry from. About, sorry Mary. about Mary. Yeah. yeah. That's where they're from. The Oscar-winning brothers. or <laughs> well, the brother. brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other brother must be pissed. Which one? Peter and... Peter won. And who's the other one? Bobby. Bobby? I want to say Bobby. Chris? <laughs> Damien? We're just saying Jim? names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, when are you going to win your fucking Oscar, mate? Yeah, Bob. It is Bobby. Thank God. I would have gone for Damien as well. Damien. (laughs) Damien. (laughs) The son of Satan (laughs) and director of Shallow Al. From Rhode Island. (laughs) Um, So they get to the airport in Rhode Island. One of my favorite, like, Kerry body contortions is when he drops her off. Come on now. How about a hug? <laughs> he like lifts his arms up as wings. <laughs> I also think that um when he so when he first meets Mary, she opens the door and he struggles to find the words. And then when she like closes the door to get her stuff, he like clutches his mm, heart yeah. and this like really lush song that plays song. in the background. Like I want someone to feel about me the way Lloyd does about Mary in that scene. Yeah, but after meeting her for ten seconds, isn't that a yes. bit yeah, misplaced? <laughs> Hello, how are you? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. I'll be out in one minute. Okay. And then we start to find out the, the plot of the movie. 
Apparently she has a briefcase with a ransom that she needs to leave by the escalators. Then one of the heavies is going to go and pick up the briefcase. Eja, she gets her husband back. While this is happening, Lloyd is driving away and staring lustfully through the terminal plate glass window. <laughs> Goodbye, my love. Goodbye, my love. That's <laughs> one of my favourite lines. Goodbye, my love. I use it all the time. <laughs> uh, rear ends another car. Um, then at that moment, sees that Mary walks off from the briefcase, thinking she's misplaced it. He goes running through the terminal and barges the gangsters out of the way, grabs it and runs off of it. So why do they arrange to do this handover of the suitcase in, <laughs> in the, the one area yeah. where you cannot leave luggage unattended? Mm. Well, I don't know, the 90s. Yeah, the 90s. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's a simpler era. Oh, what I would give. Girl, what I'd give to be able to leave a bag unattended for <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> Stuff full of millions of dollars. <laughs> um, so then Harry runs towards the jetway. The plane has just left. Again, like reminiscent of Liar Liar, where apparently you can just run through yeah, right. um, a yeah. terminal onto, onto has, the runway. He has yeah. carte blanche in yeah. airports he, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, it's dangerous, but he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the top security clearance you can get in an airport. <laughs> Uh, so he, la- he lands um, off of a jetway, spread eagled on the tarmac. Again, a la liar, liar. I great love shot. the shot from yeah. the top. Great shot. <laughs> so uh, he gets home, finds out that uh, Harry's also had a shit day, got fired from his job as a dog groomer. <laughs> you really are a loser. <laughs> you are such a pathetic loser. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's just mean. He's to so Harry. harsh throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he's throughout so the whole movie. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a line in this scene where uh, Lloyd is trying to convince Harry to come to Aspen, and then obviously oh, yeah. Harry cottons onto the fact that it's because uh, Mary's there. And he's like, yeah, but so what? So what? I want to have someone who who can connect us into the social pipeline. That's right. <laughs> I love that line as well. From like he's so disconnected from his actual self, like. He thinks he's such a high roller. Well, like yeah, this is also reflected in his uh, in his dream sequence. Yeah, yeah, he, he has dreams of high society, which Harry doesn't have actually, which is yeah. all the funnier. Yeah, he has no idea of his like status in life, his strata. <laughs> <laughs> so haiku number two that brings me on to the gas man cometh. Our pet's heads are falling off. Let's go to Aspen. <laughs> The gas man. How do they know I got gas? <laughs> so the gas man and his flunky cometh. Uh, the boys have already scarpered, but to send a message, they kill they kill the parakeet. <laughs> Petey. 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 And then it shows. I think one of the most famous cutaways of um, of Jim Carrey's career. <laughs> it shows that little blind boy. Stroking a dead parakeet Pretty because bird. because Harry saw, uh, Lloyd sold it to him and the head is like sellotaped onto the body. <laughs> that is pretty conniving, yeah. <laughs> and also takes some uh, abstract thinking. <laughs> right to get us on the road, I thought I'd treat ourselves with another quick haiku. Oh, lovely! Sheepdog hits the road. Watch that salty diner guest. Pull over, sweater. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my real job, you know. No? No. Nope. My friend Harry and I are saving up our money to open our own pet store. That's nice. I got worms. I beg your pardon? That's what we're going to call it. I got worms. We're going to specialize in selling worm farms. Like, for me, there's there's quite a bit of filler before the plot gets going here. As you said, Jeff, it's really like it's two films. Mm. It's a road trip. 
then it's like the resolution of the love story in the second half. Right. It's, so, it's so the true. world's longest third act. Yeah. Like the third yeah, act really is the is. second half of the film. Yeah. So like, and for the road trip, there's like so much action that's just very inconsequential to like the plot. So yeah. this whole section here is just like um, vignettes. So the other vignette we got here, which again for me could have cut, was the policeman's yes. stopping the boys over. Yes. Oh, yeah. For, for the one good line, pull over. Thanks, it's a sweater. <laughs> oh, that scene. I love, although I do love when uh, Jim Carrey Lloyd, uh, he reaches over and he says, killer boots, man. <laughs> <laughs> killer boots, man. <laughs> That's great, yeah. Pull over. <laughs> but yeah, the whole, when he drinks the bottle of piss, it's yeah. like. That's just ugh. cheap humor, isn't it? But like, mm. it is a cheapish movie. Well, it's got to appeal to like every age, yeah, isn't it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that though. That's funny. Act two. So the, the plot gets going a bit after these vignettes and we, we actually catch up with, uh, with the gangsters. Another little haiku for you guys. Gas man hitches ride. Chilies and poison don't mix. Lloyd redeems himself. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. Um, and the other scene I wanted to bring up was the dream sequence. So I don't know if that's in this part. This is now. Yeah. This is now. So this dream sequence I love particularly because it's, like the kind of dream sequence you have as a, as a child where you like enter a room and everyone loves you and you just get everything mm. right and it's just completely over the top and as you said it's like Lloyd picturing himself as this member of high society yeah, like a social climber. So, yeah. so he's like making all these really ridiculous like like lighting as far it's on but fire he doesn't understand like what you would need to be to be in high society <laughs> yeah. he thinks him as himself yeah. is, is enough to get him into high society exactly. he just needs the pipeline <laughs> exactly but that that's where his intelligence falls off a little bit right. he's not intelligent enough to realise he'd have to pretend to be someone else mm. to actually get there right but he also knows karate but he also knows karate yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so ridiculous. in the car with the gas man, I really love basically Mark. how they're just being themselves, but being themselves with a the third party around is just like even more obvious mm. how annoying and horrible they are it, as it makes you travel companions. There's no straight guy, is there, apart yeah. from that one <laughs> yeah, scene? Exactly. Yeah, it really throws yeah, it into there's relief. No, yeah. There's no yeah. straight guy, that's exactly it. And uh, something that killed me on this rewatch that I didn't realize. Obviously, we know the Mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. The thing that really killed me this time rewatching, I forgot about the uh, the Mexican family. Mark. <laughs> C. Mark. Yeah. Ing. C. Heard. C. 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 I don't even remember that part. I, it was so funny. I love that part. That also really got me on the rewatch. <laughs> so they get to uh, another chintzy American diner always lovely to get inside a diner isn't it oh also, love an like American you, diner like you've stepped inside the soul of America <laughs> when a film goes inside a diner they're, they're both daring one another to eat the world's hottest chilli or what I presume is the world's hottest chilli they eat it to hilarious effect end up burning their mouths <laughs> the gas man goes off to make a call when he goes off Harry and Lloyd think they're going to get him good by stuffing his burger with chilies, which I really love, really captures that moment as a kid when you're pranking someone mm. and he comes back and they're just trying to keep it together. Yeah, like I don't know what, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll tell you, why don't you just take a bite of your burger first? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 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 and at this point, they uh, they tell the gas man, uh, like, why is there going to Aspen? And it's like, oh no, uh, we, we just found the briefcase in the airport and we want to return it to Mary, the rightful owner. How's your burger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk how's about your, how's your burger? Be, being in the wrong place at the, 
the wrong time because they both think they're getting the other, the other parties getting done, right, which I right. love that tension. Yeah. But I also love that trope where someone almost takes a drink or almost yeah, takes a bite yeah, or something yeah. and then stops and asks a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mockingbird, don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's going to buy me a Mockingbird. And if that Mockingbird don't sing, she's going to buy me a diamond ring. Takes a bite of the burger, and it's not quite steam comes out of his ears. But I feel like they were one step away from adding that. It's right. like an. Uh, well, there's a sound effect of so, like a oh, kettle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally a kettle coming to the well, And the camera zooming in. Uh, so the boys scramble to find his gas pills. Uh, he also has rat poison on him, which he was planning on uh, murdering them with. Harry uh, frantically gives him the pills. Turns out it's the poison, obviously. And the guy dies. They whack him. Check, please. Check, they, please. They kill a man. Yeah. How do they leave the scene freely after that? Right. Like, so then they arrive at a gas station, correct? Seabass sexually, well, intends to sexually assault Jim Carrey. I just want to quickly ask, how much further down the road are they? Because that, to me, doesn't make sense. Right. Like, what is Seabass doing? Well, they just needed someone to fill that role. Although, maybe he's driving really far out of town so people don't know it's him hooking up with yeah, men in the toilets. If he's, if he's cottaging. Yeah, exactly. He's probably cottaging. Remember that? I just want to throw that in there. I thought it was cruising Look at, Ru- look at Rudy's terminology. <laughs> cottaging. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't some tourist who's probably a, a seasoned cottager. That's a, that was like a flashback to 95. No, that's like when, like in the early noughties. Like when jo- you were at school. George Michael yeah. comes Got to mind. Got caught cottaging. Yeah. Cottaging. It's the gay so like, version I thought it was of cruising. No, so no. doggins, hetero, cottagings, gay. Oh, um, I thought it was all dogging. Dogging. They're both such disgusting words. Why can't two people randomly meeting in a public place have a lovely word associated with it? Well, what, like, what? like what? Butterflying. Um, <laughs> heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Just a good night out. <laughs> That's more of a phrase thing. (laughs) That's too ambiguous. I had a great Well, I had had sex in public (laughs) again. (laughs) You have a real problem. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, um, Harry's outside talking to the second woman that's entered the film. Woman number two. Who is also there to be, who is there to be the love interest of the other man. Reward number two. Reward number two. So Harry somehow starts chatting her up to the point where she's prepared to give him her number. Uh, But she's not into accident prone guys. And I think with that, we are one sixth of the way driving in the wrong direction. Through the movie. (laughs) Well, yes. Uh, uh, so we have one one kind of last scene in this part of the movie for me, which is uh, the fallout. Kind of really reminded me of the bust up in planes, trains, and automobiles as well. Yeah. Like the mid road trip bust up where both your heroes split and go on their own way. And now it's for time. For two seconds. For another haiku. Oh. Frozen two stroke friends borrow strictly what they need. Al turns parakeet. What was the last one? Yeah, I, I didn't get. I don't last understand what either. the last bit is. So this is an extended scene when they get uh, um, the destination. They kill the owl, and it goes the same fate as the parakeet. Ah, oh, that's a thinker. That that's one. a great one, and I've got a bit of a rhyme as well. Owl goes parakeet. Frozen two-stroke friends borrow strictly what they need. Owl turns parakeet. Owl, like a cat, like uh, a yeah, new I, character my, called <laughs> Owl. 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 How do you pronounce the bird owl? Owl. 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 
<laughs> is that it? It's so forced when you say it. Though. Ow. Ow. Right. Let me walk fourth time. Okay. Rudy's from the south of England, I should clarify. Frozen two-stroke friends borrow strictly what they need. Ow. Turns parody. <laughs> I can get 70 miles to the gallon on this hog. The redemption. Um, Lloyd gets a little two-stroke. <laughs> yeah. For well, us moto boys. I want to say I would be... I mean, obviously, the whole plot is that they're dumb people. But trading that <laughs> glorious dog of a car for the tiniest motor. Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> like, that is the smallest motorized, so... like, two-wheel vehicle I've ever seen. Even when he drives up in it and first pulls up to Harry, he's, like, wobbling on it. Yeah. It's not sturdy at all. You but then tw- he, he looks so smug. He's so you can get happy, 12 miles to the gallon on this hog. On hog. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people refer to their bikes as hogs. Hog, I wish you two would do it more often. <laughs> well, at first I did, and then I think after a week you just call it the bike. Have we told the listeners that you two have a motorcycle? Uh, I don't want to brag, but Rudy and I do have motorcycles. Couple of sweet hogs. Yeah, yeah, four stroke, not two stroke. The so. hummingbirds. The hummingbirds is Whee! is our unofficial <laughs> gang name. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they get to Aspen, and it dawns on them they don't know anything about Miss Swanson or where she lives, or they, her name, or, or her, her name. Is Samsonite. Sam Samson Sam- oh, Swanson. <laughs> Um, so they end up the night in a park, like with they, which was quite clever. They started a fire in like a hobo bin. Mm. They were warming their hands around the fire. Um, Harry's hands are about to fall off, at which point Lloyd remembers he's wearing two pairs of gloves, <laughs> which was one of my funnier gags for the film. Yeah, Harry, it's the Ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> You've been wearing two gloves the whole time. <laughs> he doesn't understand, though. This is another note I had, like, Lloyd is so selfish and self-absorbed that yeah. he just doesn't understand when he's being an absolute self-absorbed asshole. Like, same with driving in the wrong direction. He's like, it's just a little mistake. Like, he's gone completely off track right. and ruined basically their trip. Yeah. And he nearly let his his, his friend get frostbit. So Frostbit. That's, uh, that's just another reflection of uh, Lloyd yeah. being a bit of a dick. Yeah, Lloyd is definitely the weak link in this chain. Yes. Well, but he's the the driving force, though, isn't he? I think if Harry was left to his own devices, he would just sit around all day. Well, that's yeah. true. He sit need, with his he, worms. And he needs a Lloyd to make himself feel better. Yeah, I think, like, together, they're a dysfunctional, functioning couple, aren't they? Agreed. Until Dumb and Dumber 2. Until Dumb and Dumber 2. But Until- thankfully, they are now having a bit of a fracas over the gloves. And what happens when Harry tries to throw the briefcase in the frozen lake? It cracks open. All their dreams are answered. All Money their problems case, are solved. Million dollars and, in your pocket. And this is almost like the act two of act three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When they're rich. Because when they're rich is such a turning point. Like the movie completely Yeah, it's changes. so different from the rest it's of what we've so seen. It's so different from the rest. And then it becomes, yeah, it becomes like a different movie. It's about the love story between Harry and Mary. Mm, as opposed yeah. to the love story between yeah, Harry, yeah. Uh, Lloyd and Mary. Well, and like a jealous, jilted friend yeah, like, trying right. to get his, uh, and his man, revenge. I love it when they're rich. Like, well, I love all the montages. I love all so, their outfits. So this goes back to like what we were saying earlier about Lloyd 
just like wanting to get into that life, thinking yeah. thinking he's got it in himself. He just needs the connections. Yeah. As soon as they get the money, they adapt to the lifestyle literally within 30 minutes. Like It's like they've been living this life forever. It's like they're Russian oligarch-like <laughs> children. <laughs> he's giving out $100 bills. Yeah. There you go. He's wearing... There you go. He's the, wearing at those... At the start, they have sexy boots. Flanders. Yeah. Those boots. Oh, my God, those boots. Those mink boots. They're driving a fucking Ferrari. They're driving a Ferrari. <laughs> There's a montage which shows them getting essentially a makeover, which I really enjoy. Yeah, they're getting ready for the $500 a plate dinner. The in owl honor benefit. Of the owl. Yeah. The owl benefit. What the fuck? But Mary Swanson is a benefactor. She loves her owls. Mm. I love the montage when they're yeah getting the makeover and Lloyd is testing out all the suits and he tests out two really good like tuxedos that are quite noble and quite um, like sophisticated Classy. and he looks miserable and Harry is not into it and then he comes out in that orange suit and they both love it. Yeah. <laughs> He's be With a cigar in his mouth. mouth. Yeah. So they, they turn up at the owl benefit. And at that point, they lock eyes once more on Miss Sampsonite. <laughs> or Swanson, as some might say. Poor old Lloyd. He's too bashful, isn't he, to go over and introduce yeah. himself. Because he, he is a, li- a little boy in a big, bright tux. So he gets Harry to go over there as the good friend and inexplicably uh, starts wooing her through his moron humour, would you say? Well, quite. So this is another classic example of in the 90s and the noughties. Um, in, when, a fa- in a Farrelly Brothers film. In a Farrelly Brothers film or otherwise, when a woman finds a man with an IQ of 80 very sexually attractive. Because he's just so fun-loving and carefree, you know? He's just what I need I, because as a woman, I'm very serious. Well, well, the, and my husband's been kidnapped. <laughs> that's what I wanted to yeah. mention. Knowing that God, makes I'm this so all the weirder. Like, yes, you've oh, got to keep up appearances. Yeah. Isn't keeping up appearances weirder when you're married to go out with this guy who sticks his tongue yeah. on a frozen pole? And like, also, so her stepmother comes over and is like really trying yeah. to Come on, this is, this is what you need. Oh, yeah. forget about your friend. Yeah. What do you say? I knew you were going to do that. You do it really good. Meanwhile, uh, Lloyd is putting the vibe out at the bar. <laughs> He's like sticking his ass sticking out. Sticking his ass. <laughs> This was, this is interesting that Lloyd, um, sorry, that Harry like lied here and then kept the lie going mm, yeah. a couple of, like three times over. He like pushed the lie, yeah. kicked even, the can down the road with the lie. Even like, though he knew that. Yeah. Like what was he thinking the outcome was going to be? Because like, so, this all, it will always end badly. I think yeah. that deep down, Harry is very aware of all the times that Lloyd has manipulated him. Okay. Well, so you, you know? think he was purposefully trying to chat her up rather than just coming yeah. across as an idiot and she found that attractive? No, I don't think he was purposely trying to chat her out. But then when the date is arranged mm, and he lies okay. to Lloyd, I yeah. don't think he's like, I think he feels bad about it. But he's also like, well, Lloyd's done a lot of like bad shit to me. So who cares? Hmm. I think he's just horny and wants to have sex with Mary. God, Jeff, you're so crass. Sorry. It's so... all about the poon with you. <laughs> all about the cottage. <laughs> the cottage pie. <laughs> That's what I call him. I'm going to hang by the bar. Put out the vibe. So the boys are heading out for their respective dates. One has one, one doesn't. Um, one of my favourite scenes is Lloyd walking down the grand staircase 
of hotel, <laughs> just like like a robot for some reason, wearing like tasseled gloves. Because he's wearing so many yeah. layers. Well, he's, yeah. he's a cowboy, I think. Yeah. His, his, his a statesman. Yeah. His gloves have tassels for some reason. <laughs> like what? So it turns up to the bar, and the barman's just putting out the tables and chairs for the day at 10 a.m., like thinking it's he's ready for his date. Um, settles down for a drink at the bar, ready and waiting for one Swanson. We cut to the real Swanson on her real date with Harry. Where are they at, Jeff? They are skiing, hitting the slopes, in fact. Take her mind off the kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I do when uh, I've got a kidnapping in my family. <laughs> Hit the slopes. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. It's. I mean, again, it goes to a montage showing their time together. Yeah, and like falling in love montage. Yeah. yeah. After there's the gag of Harry getting his tongue stuck to the frozen pole, they build a snowman together. They have a fight. They roll around, kind of a bit of horseplay. Again, which is alarming considering she has got a husband. Yeah, exactly. Who's in jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. weird. Well, just what she needed to take her mind off of it. Yeah. <laughs> A handsome, extremely stupid man. <laughs> like, Mary doesn't make sense once you just start to think of her for more than two seconds. Well, like, but, Mary is just all over the shop. Yeah, but that's the the function that she ser- She's just a functional character. Yeah, exactly. Character. Yeah, yeah. She, she's there for the boys to have a fight at their makeup, basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they're uh, somehow falling in love. L- Harry drops her back at hers in their, their brand new Ferrari. Whilst... <laughs> Uh, Lloyd has been tipped off by the barman uh, where she lives when when he tells her, oh, I'm here to meet Mary Swanson, you know her? So um, he walks up to her house to to try and find her and then sees through the bush Harry <laughs> dropping her off and and Mary like, giving, her, giving him a tender kiss on the cheek again because she's falling for him, although she's married with a husband that's uh, in a kidnap situation. <laughs> Not and ideal. Then, and then Lloyd... <laughs> <laughs> it makes him dry reach. He's dry, he dry heaves. <laughs> yeah, the, the music fades out and it just focuses on Jim Carrey he for also, like three seconds more than it should. It's so that, funny. He does that in Liar Liar as well. He dry heaves. <laughs> like when he's so stressed when he realises he can't win the case, he's like dry heaving out of stress. I have a feeling he feeds a bird in that manner as well in one of the Ace Ventura films. So maybe this is a Carryism. <laughs> Dry retching <laughs> and running through airports. That's why he got seven million dollars for the film, and yeah. Jeff Daniels got fifty k. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah, can you believe that? No. So off off the smash hit of Ace Ventura earlier in that same year, he negotiated a massive a massive pay cut. No way. Meanwhile, uh, Daniels, who was coming off yeah drama drama turns. Could only get fifty k. Well, they tried to stiff him on the salary. Fifty thousand well, dollars. They thought he would for say doing no. Dumb and dumber. They, they didn't want him, so they gave it. They lowballed him, thinking he would say no, but he accepted the offer. <gasps> fifty thousand is like that's like thirty thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't even get you like a deposit on a house. Yeah, that's that's not even a particularly well paid job. Act three. Act three. Okay, in we in we come trundling into the third act. Time for another haiku. Samsonite unite. Friendships loosen like bows. Harry is alive. <laughs> yes, Rudy. <laughs> shit, this has taken the haikuing to a whole I've even found my art form. Yeah. The shit, movie dude. haiku. Yeah. <laughs> One half teaspoon for fast, effective relief. But Lloyd, ever the schemer, wants to let on that he doesn't know and in turn get Harry back with laxitation. Is that a word? 
Laxitation. He wants to laxitate him. <laughs> Did you just laxitate me? He wants to yeah. lactate him. I'm sorry. Is that... yeah. <laughs> He's milking him. <laughs> He's milking him for all his gut. <laughs> Took a really weird time <laughs> in the third act. So he makes him shit a lot. Uh, and I also just love the, the cut shot when Harry finally realizes that he's been laxitated in the lair of Mary and uh, it cu- it cuts to Lloyd on the, on the motorized cart, basically just like laughing evilly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's so conniving, man. He's so evil so when he wants funny. to be, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. As you say, he's only ever like out for himself. He's always scheming <laughs> for his own benefit. Yeah. yeah. So he's en route to Mary's to actually while Harry's doing the biggest shit committed to film, with, might I add, an Oscar-worthy sound design, because those farts are, like, guttural. They are from the depths of hell. <laughs> what, the, the Folly Studio they used for that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Exactly. He's ready to whisk Mary away and say, actually, Mary, do you remember me? I've got your briefcase. But Okay, so this goes, so, right, good, good scheming here. So, yeah, this scene right, goes back to what you were saying earlier about, like, Lloyd's conniving. Like, he's set up, He's deliberately um, laxatosed. He's poisoned his friend. He's, he's Let's poison, be real. He's poisoned his friend to free up uh, Mary for him to make his grand romantic gesture, which, all right, that's pretty smart. Takes like a level of cunning to do that. But it also speaks of Harry's, sorry, of Lloyd's general kind of cluelessness about his own abilities and standing in life. That he thinks that it, just as long as he gets the chance to speak to Mary and he gets mm. Harry out of the picture, he'll definitely woo her. Because he's like such a charming man and a catch, which kind of for me is like the dichotomy of Lloyd is that on the one hand, he's very capable and conniving. On the other hand, he completely misunderstands and misjudges his like place. <laughs> the whole world his, around His him. ability, yeah. <laughs> he thinks that his romantic gesture of being a weirdo and bringing mm. a suitcase yeah, like yeah, yeah. half the way across the country is enough. Not to mention he's got to explain the fact he spent all of the money. <laughs> he spent a million dollars, but he still thinks he's in there. Well, that comes later. First, he's got to profess his love with a rousing speech. <laughs> so I love, again, he's really confident practicing it, but then when it comes to putting it into mm. reality... <laughs> Which is common for a lot of people, though, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. like it's you true. always think the perfect thing to say to like your boss. <laughs> yeah. You're rehearsing it, yeah. and then it just comes out wrong. Well, that's yeah. the thing. He has the perfect set of words, and then it kind of betrays him in the end because the perfect set of words becomes like <laughs> the most creepy set of words he could have said. <laughs> so, what, like, in his head, he's like... I feel like a schoolboy again. <laughs> Listen to me. And then he says, and just like a schoolboy, I desperately want to make love to you or something like that. <laughs> Which is a weird like yeah. kicker. Which is yeah. still weird, yeah. And then it comes out as, I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. <laughs> that came out all wrong. <laughs> and the way Kerry plays it, he gives it like a good like 10 seconds to breathe where he's kicking himself, trying to readjust, like trying to prove to Mary, all with his face. Like he knows he fucked up, but that was so weird. He didn't mean to say that. I love the way that he just plays that scene uh, and then comes out with it and asks, just give me, a, give me a plane. What are the chances we can end up together? Give it to me straight. One in a hundred? One in a thousand? I'd say more, more like, like one in a million. million. So, so you're saying, saying there's a chance. chance. <laughs> Which again is Lloyd's rationalizing the whole yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> He's so pleased with that. <laughs> He's ever the optimist, even when it's extreme. <laughs> so now we just need the resolution of the criminal activity that's going on. Which everyone's forgotten about. Right, yeah. because not not integral to the plot. Could have done without it. But who comes knocking? It's that guy. 
Bad guy. Bad guy number one. Bad guy number three. (laughs) Attractive bad guy. Yes. But he betrays the the Swanson family, presumably to get in on their wealth, buying a one-way ticket to Amsterdam, and he's going to blow everyone's brains out. Because at this point, Harry's entered the room. He seemingly wants to confront Lloyd. Mm -hmm. But then he walks into a hostage situation. Huh. Hate when that happens. What's he going to do? <laughs> He's going to do something. He's going to get shot. <laughs> He's going to get bloody shot. So Harry comes barging in. Uh, he is then also taken hostage by bad guy number three. Bad guy number three asks, which of you wants to die first? Thus ensues a petty argument between Harry and Lloyd. At which point um, it's revealed that Lloyd knows about Harry and Harry's designs on Swanson. Uh, Harry says how much he likes Swanson, and Lloyd goes, okay, kill him. (laughs) And he shoots him three times in the chest. Three times, luckily, in the chest. Yes. (laughs) And Harry, out of bloody nowhere, comes back to life and proves he is a terrible shot. Shoots everywhere around. For some reason, he has a gun, unexplained at this point. Shoots bad guy number three, although doesn't shoot bad guy number three. Harry, what's going on? Your name is Harry, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. At this point, he's missed completely, but the FBI barges in the room. And who should be leading the charge? But attractive woman number two. Number two. <laughs> Reward number two. Reward number two. <laughs> Tasty Here little treat is. number two. <laughs> Despite the fact she said she shouldn't be involved with men who are klutzes, yeah. here she is saving a klutz. Well, two of them. Two the of FBI them. is famously anti-klutz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no room to protect for and serve klutzes. <laughs> but uh, tasty little treat number two. She quickly explains the plot away. Uh, We've been tracking him for months. Exactly. Yeah. They've, they've been on the case for month. Month? <laughs> month? month. For We've month. been on the case for month. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the way you pronounce your THs. <laughs> oh, no, it's just TH. It's the singular. <laughs> and they've bloody stopped Harry in the hall, giving him a vest and a gun. But what if you shot him in the face? That was a risk we were willing to take. (laughs) Such a good line. I love that. And uh, thus ends all the criminal activity. And almost the movie. And almost the the three-hour marathon movie. It's so epic. It's long, isn't it? So as an aside, Mary is reunited with husband number one. (laughs) Just just outside. Turns up in a cab. Gives him a hug. (laughs) And then says, oh, there's this most one, like the sweetest guy I want you to meet. Which for some reason is Lloyd, but I thought it would have been Harry. Or I guess because Lloyd was the one that tracked her across the country to give back the briefcase. Right. And that's what she thought was so sweet and endearing. But Lloyd had spent all the money. I don't understand why she thought Lloyd was such a sweet Well, man. she doesn't care about the money. Maybe it's, it's the intention. And it's a resolution to the plot. Oh, uh, there's a resolution. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if uh, there's a resolution, uh, it, yeah. it flies with us. <laughs> uh, so Harry, ha- uh, sorry, Lloyd has another dream sequence where he um, pumps the jackass full of lead. <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's, that's hood, hood um, speak. Fortunately, doesn't. Shakes hands. And I think at this point realizes he was never going to get in there with a woman mm. like like, like Mary, because like there's something yeah. about Mary. By the way, there? loving how you call her Swanson. I, I like you, Mary. <sighs> I like you a lot. Then we have a nice little cold closer. I'd call this a coda. Coda. Back to Providence. Hallelujah, babes are here. Never catch a break. Oh, that was that was a haiku. 
Well, can you, can you not tell? A secret haiku. <laughs> well, anything could do be I a haiku. To, do I need to announce the haiku? <laughs> yeah, no, you can generally so. tell when someone's haikuing, can't you? It's <laughs> such a strange cadence. Jess just detects it in yeah. normal conversation. That, ooh, I that just, is a haiku. I oh just, my God, ooh, was that ooh. a haiku? Did you just haiku? <laughs> and if so, say it again, but announce it next time. You're on thin ice, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> that haiku was not authorized. <laughs> I didn't rubber stamp that haiku. <laughs> <laughs> so what ha- like uh, instances where you could just do haikus to throw people off uh wakes wakes yeah. <laughs> um just wakes re- dates regular old business meetings business meetings <laughs> the charts say one thing <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh maybe like the announcer of like the, the pilot announcement before a flight <laughs> yeah. weather is 10 <laughs> 20? <laughs> it's very hard to wait, haiku on the spot. <laughs> wait, weather is 20. I don't know, like... <laughs> 20 what? <laughs> 20 clouds. Oh, degrees. The weather. Yeah, but Fahrenheit, Celsius? Well, this ha- let's be honest. This haiku is freaking me out. Fahrenheit? No one. All our Amer- American, American pilots. Yeah, I am so right. sorry, dear American listeners. Literally, is there anyone, anywhere else events? in the world that does Fahrenheit? Mm. I want to say like South Africa. <laughs> it has to be because <laughs> it's so far it south is. i feel like they play by whole different rules down there <laughs> it's lawless <laughs> <laughs> like things people are walking on the ceilings down there. so um our heroes are walking along this is not haiku <laughs> a, dust, a dusty road you must announce every time it's not, not haiku <laughs> yeah. So not haiku. They're walking down the road. Um, a bus pulls up, and then um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Rudy's eating a cracker, <laughs> the driest, the driest food in the middle the of, of a podcast. podcast. During a haiku. <laughs> so the heroes are walking down the road, and uh, a bus turns up beside them, and in a moment of perfect synchronicity. What, 20 buxom women lean out of every open... 20 every, rewards. Yeah, 20 them. rewards. Lean out, of, <laughs> lean out of every orifice. By orifice, I mean window. <laughs> a window is an orifice, no? It's an opening. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's a, but... It's a vehicular orifice. Yeah, a vehicular I'll orifice. I'll never be able to look a window <laughs> yeah. in the eyes again. <laughs> oh, Rasheen, it's getting hot in here. Could you just crack open the orifice? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and so out of the orifice, one woman proclaims... Um, they're going to what the national bikini but contest but can you do the woman voice we're on our way to the national bikini contest and we need a couple of grease boys to grease us up good before every <laughs> every contest you know what you're in luck there's a town about a three miles in that direction I'm sure you can find two grease boys down there okay thanks do you realize what you've done? Yeah, Lloyd realizes that this could be a big opportunity. There's been a mistake made here. Runs after the bus, stops the bus out of the chief orifice, also known as a door. He says... <laughs> the centrifugal orifice. <laughs> centrifugal orifice. What does he say, Rudy, to the, to the buxom women? <laughs> I'm sorry, you'll have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. The town is in the opposite direction. <laughs> Perfect and way to end the movie. The boys... Walk on home to Providence. And 
And so ends Dumb and Dumber. And Oof. it is a roller coaster of a hey, movie. I am it? exhausted. Jesus, I need a nap. God. I need to go to Aspen and relax. <laughs> you need to hit the slopes. What do you say? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> but what do you say about the film? Did you like it? <laughs> um, what do I say? Um, well, when I was a kid, I actually didn't love it so much because it was mm. it was too gross out for me. Blasphemy. As a little girl, I just found it like too gross out. I didn't really get the characters. I think as like a seven or eight year old girl, you don't really empathize with Harry and Lloyd. But then when you become a teenage girl and then a girl in her 20s, you, you become empath- madly in love with them. <laughs> yeah, you empathize with them a lot more. And yeah, they're hunky as hell. And you want to procreate with Harry for the necessary sequel oh, 20 years later. Can you not say procreate, Jack, no, can, on the podcast? He had, a, he had a child in Dumb and Dumber 2. Orifice. Orifice, yeah. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. I fucking love it. it. It is like a weird structure watching it back because it's literally like one half road movie, one half, I guess, just like it's, crime, Aspen, yeah, it's high such, society. It's got film. such a strange structure and yeah. then it becomes like a love story between Harry and, and Mary, whereas originally it was Lloyd and Mary. It becomes like this... Then they're rich. Yeah, it it's like it's like two, two screenplays in one. Yeah, yeah. they had two sure. ideas and they just merged. And it's the combo. So long. Yeah, the I love, I love for the a combo. comedy for a mm. screwball comedy. Like it's almost two hours long. But yeah. really, for any road movie, which at it, at its heart, this is what it is. The buddies need to be fucking entertaining, and they are just such a good pair. Um, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey, our beloved Jim Carrey, on a third third film streak. And so they're much, so good, dude. So love much it. of it is as you, I think you said. Like a sketch show. Yeah. So much of it plays mm. out just like little just vignettes. vignettes. Which is a good road movie because like a road trip, like if you think back to the road trips you've had, like it's just vignettes and memories. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like true. The places that you're in. Very the only thing knitting it together is that you're traveling through time. And just because we've watched, this is the third in the trifecta of the Carey trilogy. This really made me realize just like Jim Carrey's range in terms of comedy. Mm. He is just, he is a comedic genius. Yeah. He just, every line he delivers and just, I was thinking about the way he delivers lines like, Harry, I took care of it. <laughs> like, like the kind yeah. of energy that goes behind that line. Yeah. Like when you're like, yeah, I took care of it. He and catty. You're so self-assured, but you're actually just covering up for a mistake. <laughs> he just conveys all those emotions so yeah. effortlessly yeah. and makes it funny because it's so true. That is one malleable face. Oh, it's such a rubber God. face. Mm. Rudy, thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, well, I love any road trip movie, mm. apart from Road Trip the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Not a fan. That's a low for the genre. That's, that's a low for the genre. Yeah, they muddied the waters with that. Yeah, uh, I, as you say, just like the two characters are vital to any road trip, and mm. they are like such great chemistry. And yeah, Kerry just at his pomp, like showing his full range, which is just a delight. Fuck yeah, Kerry. So, how many endangered owls? Would we give this out of 10? Well, let's do it out of seven. I believe there's only seven oh, left only worldwide, seven left, right? That's right, yeah. So I'm going to give this a five out of seven. Oh, lovely, yeah. No further explanation needed. Roisin? You know what? I'm going to give it a five as well. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably going, going at five as well. I mean, it's not seamless. The subplotting is atrocious. Anything that's not directly involving Harry and Lloyd mm. is just like so like just they didn't even think about it didn't even it's like they like some of the dialogue in the scenes where it's just pushing pushing along that subplot 
like the writing's atrocious and the acting is terrible. It's just this thing is happening now that we're explaining to you, which is now going to cut to the next scene. Mm. It's basically like the barely beneath subtext of what they're saying. Uh, so for that reason, five owls. Five owls um, and no more. So thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Reviews slash Haikus from the Closet. Ooh, that's, I didn't even realise that rhymes. We will be back with more rubber faces, more movies from the 90s, 80s, possibly even the noughties, in our future episodes. So stay tuned. Kia ora. Ciao. Ciao. Shaggin' wagon, I'm feeling right along this briefcase, Samsonite. Full tank of gas, we ain't gonna stop since our pets' heads keep falling off. Mary's the girl, and Aspen it is. Soon we'll be diving into tea and scrumpets. Mary's in the city where the beer flows like wine, ready to plug us into the social pipe line. I just want you to be my Christmas Merry Christmas I just want you to be my Christmas Merry Christmas I can see it now you and me on the slopes and our little Christmases following in time Protecting the owls, building a house, it's a new life for us, social climbers. We got worms, yeah we got worms, Harry and I will open on High Street. We got worms, we got worms, specialised in breeding bullshit. But wait, what's all this one in a million talk? I don't understand this million talk. Why, why, oh, I get it, yeah, I feel the same, it's you, you're my one in a million, and I'm yours too, I just want you to be my Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, I just want you to be my Christmas, 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 Christmas.